It's February 24th, 2022, and this is Talk Commerce. Contrary to rumors, Magento Open Source is indeed alive and here to stay for a long time to come. Willem Wigman talks about the two different support models for Magento Open Source and how they will benefit the community. Newsflash, Magento's going to be around for 5 to 10 years in its current state. Long-term support from Adobe will be called Magento Open Source LTS. This is a very common practice in the open source software world. The short-term support model or STS version of Magento will be supported by the community. We also talk about the benefits of a cleaner, more streamlined version of Magento open source LTS and how this will increase the ROI of every merchant all over the world with every version of Magento. You can't miss this fantastic episode. Enjoy. And now, your free joke. Is it crazy how saying sentences backwards creates backwards sentences? saying how crazy it is? <laughs> Talk Commerce is brought to you by ChipBot. Are you enjoying answering the same question over and over every day? Do you wonder why people are leaving your site? Are you sick of knowing how many carts are left abandoned, moments away from a sale? Or are you just getting exhausted thinking about parsing all that data from your website? I recently found this great tool that I installed on the Talk Commerce website. You can see it live right now at talk-commerce.com. Chipbot Pylons and Chipbot Nexus are two tools integrated into one plugin that helps you manage your site smarter. It took me less than 15 minutes to configure and install. I have a thumbnail video that I recorded myself and I can instruct visitors on something to do and an action to take. You also have the option of configuring different action items like send me an email. Through Chipbot Nexus, I can answer questions and more importantly, I can learn from my clients by listening to what they are asking for. And if you thought it couldn't get any better, you can log into your dashboard and get metrics on what your visitors are doing on your site. During the installation process, I got fantastic support and Chipbot helped me to make my bot even better. Try it today, it's free. Go to getchipbot.com and sign up today. That's getchipbot.com. G-E-T-C-H-I-P-B-O-T.com. This episode is brought to you by the Magento Association. Join today at magentoassociation.org forward slash join. Be part of a great and vibrant Magento community. My name is Brent Peterson and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. All right, welcome to this episode, this fast streaming, super fast loading episode. Uh, this week we have Willem Wigan, Willem Wigman today. Willem, go ahead, introduce yourself. Uh, give us a, a day-to-day uh, snapshot of what you're doing and maybe one of your passions in life. Uh, hi, Brant. Um, yeah, I am currently mostly occupied with uh, building Huva teams, which is the new and exciting front end for Magento. 
um, which is not decoupled headless or PWA, but still, um, well, I think in many aspects, perhaps better. <laughs> um, Beside that, um, I'm, uh, I'm actively involved with the Mosca movement or the Magento Open Source Community Alliance, uh, which is a group of Magento people, mostly European-based uh, um, as, as of now, uh, until now, um, that are trying to bring some new life into the Magento community and the product. And uh, so far, we're kind of successful in doing that. Um, so I'm also involved in the, the Magento Open Source uh, Task Force at the Magento Association. So that's where we talk with Adobe um, on a bi-weekly basis um, about the future of Magento Open Source. Um, so yeah, that the whole topic of the future of Magento is taking place on multiple islands. And I think we can say that with, with Mosca and the things that we started there, um, we lit a fire in the community and, and, um, definitely got the interest of Adobe and the community to, um, well, up our game and, um, to make a stance, make a stance for Magento open source and not let it, not let it, um, fade away. Yeah. So I, I, I do want to talk about that. And I have some, I have some things that I think are going to add a lot of value, especially for merchants that are listening I don't want to. I don't want to bore people with just the the underlying of of the community and everything. Uh, but I do want to like show how this this new version or, or this branch of Magento is going to really benefit merchants, especially the ones that, like you said earlier, don't necessarily want to go headless. Uh, they want to. They don't want to have a bunch of of bespoke microservices that are running off in the in the um, in the network. Um, and, and so let's just briefly review and, and this, this episode, we was coming out after the nice interview that we've already had. Mm -hmm. So we did go into depth on that one about LTS and STS. Um, but I think the biggest benefit now from STS and unfortunately in the nice episode, we, we saw a failed and a somewhat failed attempt to show how easy it is now to install <laughs> the open source. Yeah. Um, but one thing this will give us is a some bundles that merchants could get from a package that would be a quick startup, right? So let's just say they've bun you've bundled Hufa with some features. The merchant could go and just install this version of Magento already running with with a theme that is is working, and there would be very little work they would have to do other than you know, modifications of colors and things like that. Um, I think that this is going to give us this sort of core version of Magento, which we're calling LTS, which is the long-term supported version that is going to be trimmed down, right? Like there, what I think one thing Magento or Adobe has said they're going to do is trim a lot of the third-party things. They're going to unbundle the third-party things which will make it faster and easier to install and also easier to upgrade because there's not so many things that everybody has to worry about in an upgrade. Uh, and then um, it'll allow merchants and it'll allow people like the community who would like to build specific packages that would be able to launch a little quicker and easier to um, create those branches, we'll call them branches, right? 
or forks, branches, well, however you want to call it. Distributions. Yeah, that's that's a much better word. Thank you. That would allow a merchant to say, hey, um, I want to have this. I want to have the Hoofa theme. I have a couple of modules that um, I'd like to have that are very common in our industry. Um, even there, say, there's a package that is a um, a very close copy, not a copy. There's packages that, that are verticals. I'll put it that way. Like there's a fashion vertical. And a merchant can go to that and they can launch this package very quickly. Um, and they would be able to have a, a store very similar to a SaaS environment. The, the cool thing is um, we could say you're using your imagination now to come up, come up with examples. And that's the cool thing. We can start using our imagination again because what Adobe is going to give us is a SDS version of Magento that can finally be managed by the community again. Um, and all what you've mentioned are good examples. Um, but I think, um, the most exciting thing is that from here on, we can, we can come up with these solutions again. And, um, I think an important one is, um, Luma being deprecated, um, uh, sometime in the future, uh, which Adobe has announced, but they won't do that until, um, until Adobe sees that the actual usage of it becomes below a certain threshold or when the community is ready to switch to the new version, uh, be it PWA Studio or something else. Um, so we don't know when that exactly is going to happen, but we do know that Adobe is not going to innovate on that level anymore. So ideally, what we're going to try to do is um, subtract Luma from the base package from the SDS version and make that optional. So that would then, that could be a distribution that adds Luma on top of the base Magento package so that everyone that's currently working with Luma and wants to continue to do that, they can use that distribution and that distribution can be maintained separately. So when the community decides to pick that up and want to innovate on Luma and maybe make improvements there, uh, it's up to the community to do that. So we get that freedom and that also solves an issue for Adobe because that, that, that way we give them a path to actually be able to deprecate Luma without really killing it. Um, and I think there's a, there's a lot of things around this team that are, um, um, solving the difference in interest that Adobe and the community have in a Magento product. Um, and offering the best solution for all parties involved. Um, and what I mean with that is the, a lot of the issues that we currently have, um, um, not being able to contribute easily to uh, Magento, um, pull requests taking a long time, not getting any new features on Magento, um, that all has to do with the focus of Adobe um, switching to making commerce more of a product integrated with their cloud offering. And that involves a lot of uh, SaaS solutions. So you could say Adobe Commerce is moving SaaS, but it's not, it's not like that yet, at least. Um, but every new feature that they will release will involve an Adobe service that runs outside of Magento. 
Um, and that's really where their focus is currently. They have no plans of deprecating Magento as a monolith, but they also don't have plans to create new features for the monolith. Um, they, they have to keep the monolith around for their current user base and their, their commerce users. They have a responsibility there to keep that around for many years because people invested heavily in that and they are paying customers to Adobe that are depending on that monolith. And that offers capabilities that a lot of these SaaS, um, SaaS services around it don't offer. So that's still a viable part of Adobe Commerce, but most of the innovation that will happen on Adobe Commerce will not be part of the monolith. Um, so for Adobe, it's most important that they don't have too much work on maintaining that monolith. Um, and the community asking a lot from them in merge requests and in, 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 in uh, bug reports in well, the community wants a lot of things. Uh, we want to innovate and we want to do a lot with the monolith. And Adobe is a bit like, mm, well, that doesn't really help us that much. Um, so it really comes down to how much do they want to help us uh, keeping keeping innovation alive on that monolith. But there's so much depending on that monolith right now that if we would create a pull request for open source, that might break stuff in commerce. And that might break stuff in their, their SaaS solutions around it. So there's too much involved for them to be able to just quickly merge a pull request. So... Because we stepped up and we, we told Adobe, we need to be able to do more with the monolith. We need to be able to innovate there. And we need some control over that product because um, you're not doing any innovation on that level anymore. And we don't like that. So uh, we're going to fork it so we can do our innovation uh, on our own yard, on our own, uh, <laughs> our, our own copy of Magento if we need to. Um, and... Following up on, on us riding that ladder and telling the community and Adobe that we're going to do that, we got the, the, the task force at the association and we, we got these meetings with Adobe where we spent a couple of months now talking to them, ex explaining them exactly what the community needs and what the issues are. And uh, that um, those were long sessions with... Um, um, Oh man, uh, Christian. Um, yeah, there's five people from Adobe name. that attend on a regular. Uh, we don't have to go yeah. over all the names. Th but yeah, I, I, yeah, but he he has been uh, very very helpful in this process. So he he had some sessions with us where we brainstormed and and put up charts with uh, what do we need, what are the pain points, how could we improve things, and he took that internally to. Uh, uh, to, to management, so to say, and told them like, it's, uh, these are the issues that we're facing. And, um, and this differs quite a lot from what, what priorities we have internally. And that, that led it to the announcement that we saw now recently, where Adobe is looking to create this LTS and SDS version. Um, and they're working really hard behind the scenes on getting a concrete plan out for this. Um, but they're really serving the community. If, if they see through with this plan, 
that means um, we're going to collaborate with them in creating an LTS version that becomes a stable core package of Magento, where, as you said, some dependencies are, are uh, taken out, um, but a version that is convenient for Adobe to keep as the basis for Adobe Commerce. So um, what helps them if that's not a product that moves fast? Um, so not too much should change there so that they can just focus on keeping that secure, keeping it up to date with the latest PHP versions, um, and just make sure that that stays a healthy, healthy source for Adobe Commerce. And then next to that, you would have the SDS version, which initially will be a copy of LTS, but on the SDS version, we got our own playground where the community gets to decide um, where that product is moving. And the plan is to collaborate with Adobe. Adobe offered us um, uh, maintainers and guidance and training and, and resources to help out on that SDS version, SDS distribution. Um, any learnings that they have on the LTS version, they will share with the SDS version, security updates. Um, uh, also, if on the SDS version, we get innovations or, or um, um, bug fixes and performance improvements and security improvements, um, those can flow back upstream to LTS. Um, and a great thing about that is that you more or less get vendor support on this community version, um, which really helps a lot for us as community. You can see with the Magento one forks that that are out, uh, the OpenMage uh, uh, project, they they had some issues with payment providers um, accepting uh, merchants of Magento one after it was deprecated. Um, so yeah, there's, there's still a lot of, um, unknown factors around this. Um, it's a quite new plan. Um, but yeah, we're having bi-weekly meetings with Adobe. Uh, this was announced just, um, two weeks ago within the task force. And then immediately the week after they announced it at the developer experience, uh, uh conference. That might have been a bit premature because the message wasn't um, could have been better articulated or maybe explained a bit deeper because it was misinterpreted uh, left and right as so on social media. So um, that it has a bit of a risk to announce something early where not all the details are already uh, already worked out. Um, but I do applaud it that they already announced it because that really shows that they're dedicated to showing this uh, uh, to to uh, seeing this through. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to say that you know I'm on the membership committee uh, committee for Magento Association, and I've always pushed to say we should at least tell people what's happening because I think what's hap what happened in the year previous is that they didn't say anything, nobody said anything, and people just thought people were doing nothing. And I know that this is this is a hard this is a lot of work that's happening in the back, and um, 
it, it's great that we're hearing that things are happening and I'm I'm committing in my membership committee to writing what we're doing every every month in our meeting and we have a you know we have a meeting every month the same type of thing where we're talking about membership um, we're talking about how to get more members um, every committee should be publicizing what they do in that meeting I would even say, why not just pub we should be publishing the notes from that meeting uh, mm -hmm. should be recorded and the transcript transcript could be published. Um, so I, I do want to dive back. I, I want to just quickly go over how common LTS and STS is in the open source world. And mm -hmm. even in the commercial world that relies on open source software like PHP or MySQL or something like that, all those underlying things have an LTS and an SDS typically. Mm -hmm. Even even Red Hat, if you're a commercial version of Linux, right? There is an LTS and an STS version of all those pieces of software. This is something that is very, very common. And I agree that this is something that merchants are really going to get a big advantage of. And that, let's just look at the Shopify community. This type of thing would never happen with Shopify. There would be never, there would, Shopify would never listen to a group of developers that have stood up and said, Hey, we want to have some more control over your software. They would, they would give you the Canadian middle finger and, and very nicely say, uh, okay, thank you. Have a nice day. Right. Um, we'll this, consider it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, as, as difficult as it's been to get here, this is encouraging and we have to look at some of the positive things that are coming out of it. Um, so I, I do want to say that both LTS, STS, very common, and that STS is going to give everybody a big advantage um, in in how they use Magento and even how Magento goes into the future. So I, I, I want to switch gears a little bit and direct some conversations towards Adobe because mm -hmm. I feel as though that they have a very, you know, they, they're looking to kind of split up the monolith and make it more microservices based. But in the same regard, they are missing out on opportunities in if we look at what the possibilities are in this to help merchants launch stores more quickly, right? So let's just, I want to walk through a scenario. Let's just say it's the Magento Marketplace and they have a version of Adobe Commerce that's sitting there that somebody could purchase and that has built in the Hoofa theme, which they've already decided they're only going to go with PWA, which makes it even more complicated, right? Um, and they have a merchant who's a, um, who's a uh, you know, one of these big merchants that just wants to launch a store and they would like to launch it in the next 30 days. I can guarantee you that it's very difficult for a merchant to come onto Adobe Commerce right now and say, I would, I would like to launch a, a store within the next 30 days, uh, and I would like to have it load extremely fast, and I would like to have it in production, you know, in the next 30 days. I, I, that is, that is a, um, a load that, that they, somebody could do that on Shopify, and somebody could do that on any SaaS platform, right? Um, I could but, launch a Magento site in a day, but if it's commerce, it's maybe different. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the reality is that you have a whole bunch of competing people that need to have a bunch of things done um, that uh, that have a, a lot of technologies now that have to be put together and tested, right? So what what we're talking here is having some packages or distributions, as you said it, that Adobe could take advantage of. And let's just say it's built on Adobe Commerce. And let's just say that they have 
We in in back in when we were back in the day, we called it golden AMIs, right on on Amazon. You could spin up a store that has everything already working in it. There's no installation involved, so they mm-hmm. could have a theme involved. They could have all their core features involved. They could have whatever some d- basic data in there already. If they had a merchant who and they spe- they picked specific verticals, a merchant could go into their little app storefront and click go, and boom, they'd have a store that has a theme and then maybe a developer takes two weeks to do some modifications on the look and feel of the theme and they're done uh it is a it's not sath but it gives them that head start that a sath and sas environment would give them and i know that for derek harlick and myself since 2015 since we started doing uh, magento is easy or magento can be can be stood up quickly um that is the myth that Shopify continues to pound on Magento that nobody is giving pushback on. It is only as complicated as the user wants it to be. And I feel as though Adobe's missing out on the fact that there was that simplicity originally, and they're making it even more complicated for end users. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of our customers has a SaaS solution built on Magento, and it's not it's not SaaS hosted in in one cloud environment, but they deploy stores. So a single install is deployed, but it's entirely production ready when it's deployed. So they have a tool where you select your team options and you set your logo and the color scheme and the way that the catalog should be set up, and then. It just deploys a store, and the customer can start writing his his content on it, and it's basically already live, um, which shows that this is absolutely possible, even with the current architecture. Um, I don't know if you would want to have Magento as a SaaS solution where it's where it's somewhere hosted in the cloud, so you would yeah. you would want. I, I think and it, I'm not saying SaaS. I'm saying exactly the way it's set up now as a pass, right? They yeah. they are they already launched Magento when they st- when you when you buy Adobe Commerce, it's it's on a Amazon or a Google server or, or Azure or wherever the server sits, right? There's not a guy that's sitting there and loading Magento for you. It spins up and it's running, right? Mm-hmm. So they could instead of just spinning up the core version of Adobe, they could they could have a package that's ready for somebody that doesn't have to have a PWA then hosted somewhere else and installed and then connected blah blah blah. They could even, you know, I there's just so many possibilities and I think that Adobe's such an innovative company. They're going down this rail, this this monorail right now. They're doing, they're seeing the monolith, and they're 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 going down a single path without without even exploring the possibilities of what other all the things that they could be doing. So, you know, just to summarize, I'm very excited and I'm very bullish about the STS version that we've been talking about because it gives us it gives everybody the flexibility to do it. And it doesn't, I mean, the unfortunate part about Adobe, this doesn't give them that commercial flexibility because now they're going to have to, somebody's going to have to, if they wanted to get the commercial version, it's going to be a little bit more work to upgrade into Adobe Commerce. It's not going to be a lot of work, but there is going to be that 
delta that that is between the LTS and STS. And I, I suppose really the only difference still LTS would be the core of the commercial version of it. And then we have all those extra packages around it. But um, I do feel as though they're missing out on this. And this is anti-innovation, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, we've, we've discussed um, how important we think it is that um, there remains um, a link between the database structure of SCS and LTS um, so that a migration uh, should be simpler to go back to LTS and move up to commerce, um, which, which is entirely possible. Um, so it really depends on how much the SCS version is going to deviate from the LTS. And that could be years out until changes become so big that it would break potentially between the different distributions. Um, but you're right, it, it offers unlimited, unlimited possibilities just to have this base package where you can create your distributions on top of. Um, and if you think of all the headless approaches that are being built currently, um, that also still depend on a monolith, but then mostly through API uh, GraphQL coverage, um, they're also helped with a distribution that doesn't ship Luma and other packages that they don't use. If you would just have the core package, which, which is the admin back uh, backend, and then add the GraphQL packages, all the all the rest could be left out. So you you don't need to update those packages. You don't you don't have all this technical bloat around your core product. You just get a slimmed down version that only you need. Um, so, yeah, and we're super excited just uh, of the prospect of of getting ownership over this product again. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't really see possibilities of contributing anymore. And the process was just so tiring and so slow to to get new features in or, or performance improvements. And um, yeah, those people are really, really energized again and um, happy with the prospect that we get. I want to just uh, look back on, and I just brought up the the link that uh, the the post that that was uh, published earlier by Jonathan Hussey about some of the plans and some of the confusion that came out of that talk. And I I, I was a little surprised when uh, you know this per somebody came to me and said, "Hey, that that um, Magento's going SaaS," and you know. <laughs> It is. It is very. If if you don't know some of some of the underlying things, or you're not educated in how Magento works, or even if you're not educated in where Adobe's going and their plans are for Adobe Commerce and and how all their services around it want to be SaaS, but the core of it is not going to be SaaS. It is quite confusing. So I I think that um uh the 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 main point here is that they've version of Adobe Commerce will not go SaaS in, in the near future. It's a possibility in the long term, right? Maybe in five years, there'll be a SaaS version of Adobe Commerce that exists somewhere. But uh, right now, there is at least five years of work to get them there. They're going to have to re-engineer everything to make it SaaS. So uh, in the short term, I don't think that's a that's nothing that's going to happen. Even even if they are moving SaaS, they're very clear in saying SaaS is one path and we're replacing some of the, no, we're not replacing, we're taking some of the features from Magento Core 
and offer an alternative in a SaaS version. And they've talked about their price books for a long time. Um, Adobe has many services that offer, I don't know, um, warehouse management, your product management, uh, content management, anything you can stick management behind, <laughs> Adobe has a service for it. So it only makes sense that they integrate that into a platform. And it's only a matter of time until they have an alternative for every feature in Magento that lives in the cloud. So if they tie all of that together, you could get rid of the monolith that's that's powering it currently. But they're very clear in saying, um, we're not taking out that monolith and we're not going to make it impossible to use the monolith because that's still too important as a dependency for our cur current customers and perhaps even for future customers because you have a different kind of um, code ownership and uh, possibilities in, in, in customizability that come with, with the monolith. Um, so it's going to be an alternative way to install commerce. Um, and even if they were going to offer a cloud-only version or a SaaS-only version, uh, as they said many times, that's years and years out. So you're, you're correct there. Um, it was funny how in that post that you just mentioned, um, the tech, the, the tagline was, uh, Adobe's killing Magento, uh, or at least in the video that he made, uh, where he's commenting on the keynote from the, the deaf exchange last week, um, where in my eyes, um, without maybe even doing it on purpose, they have been killing the Magento platform for the last years by making it stagnant and not not innovating on that platform. What currently is happening is quite the opposite, in my opinion. They have heard the community. The community has stood up and said, well, we need innovation on this platform. And they've realized that they have their constraints, which makes it difficult for them to keep up with the community needs. So they are offering us and no one is forcing them to do, I mean, we're trying to force them, but we have no hold on them. Um, they are kind enough to offer us a version of Magento that we can innovate on. And they're going to back it. They're going to support us. They're going to give us resources. And potentially that's even more work for them than just keeping the one version. I'm pretty sure it's more work. And they're going to have to invest for, for months to just set up organization and, and the structure and assisting the association and, and being able to carry that effort. So um, I, I'm really surprised with the cooperation and the, the efforts that, that, are, that we're getting from Adobe. Uh, it's much more than I expected. Um, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very positively surprised with that. Yeah, and I want to just comment too that uh, he he states open source is going to be passed completely to the Magento Association, basically the community, which is also not correct. False. Yeah, so I, I think uh, you know there's there's a lot of things in there that were stated that's that are not true, um, but I think in general though this got, this is this gives us another alternative, uh, and it gives the community uh, a chance to really step in and innovate. Um, I, I just want to, you know, I, I also want to just remind Adobe, and I, I'm going to direct some of these statements directly to Adobe, that all along the the Magenta was built to be uh, 
to to allow people to innovate on, right? Like that's the whole point of uh, having Magento extensions <laughs> and having the core version of Magento open source as a core stable version should always be their number one priority. And that all of those those hundred thousands of people, and hopefully it's still a hundred thousand people on Magento open source, Magento two open source. All those people are great opportunities to upgrade into Adobe Commerce. Uh, there is a there's a point and a reason why people should go to Adobe Commerce, and Adobe absolutely should have commercial reasons why people should purchase Adobe Commerce. It is a reason that exists, right? But there's no reason that. All of this shouldn't continue to operate in in a similar manner that allows the community to invest in the product. Even Hoover customers are making their money. We have enterprise customers on Hoover, and they depend on the open source version that Adobe is providing. So um, even without PWA Studio, there's a, there's a future there for commerce. Yeah, and I think too, not everybody. We, we we can beat. We can we can continue to to debate between headless and not headless. Having the version that is not headless is a great option for every merchant, especially the ones that want to get up and run quickly, and then want to have a simpler tech stack that is uh, deployed on a single server. Uh, that that has. There's just so many reasons why. The two can't coexist. The, the, the two can, sorry, the two can easily coexist and should coexist. Mm -hmm. And I think what you've repeatedly said about Luma is that Luma should have been redone back in 2012 before Magento 2 was even launched. And uh, and there, there should have been innovations on top of Luma consistently over time. And we all got lulled into this sense of, I guess a four-second load time is okay, or I guess a six-second load time is okay. And then everybody and their brother started making uh, alternative themes that were even bigger and, and bulkier than Luma. <laughs> like, they took this idea. I, I, I just We just looked at a... Um, we looked at a theme. I won't name the theme, but uh, the theme itself installed 36 or 40 extensions just to support the theme. So, you know, if, if Magento is saying you should have maybe 40 extensions at the most at the high end, as soon as you install this theme, you're going to get more extensions that you need. <laughs> well, you could have one extension that hurts your performance more than 100 other extensions. It's, it really depends on the, the actual extension that you're installing. Um, so even Hoover comes with a handful of, of packages just to assist the team. Um, but uh, yeah, it really depends what's happening inside of that package. Um, to to comment on the the, the issue that Luma brought, um, the biggest issue there has been that Luma is so deeply integrated into Magento 2, and it's so spread out through the code base that it's impossible to swap out your front end. Um, and with Huva, we had to sit at the end. Like we we have the we have the blank team, and first we need a child team to remove everything, and then we add Huva uh, on top of that. So first we need to reset everything, and then we can start building our own team. Um, if Luma was arch architected differently. Should actually have been optional. You, you should have been able 
to not use Luma and build your own team without Require.js, Knockout.js, uh, jQuery, and all those those bloated and, and now outdated libraries. Um, and because that dependency runs so deep through the code base, it's become no one even thought of making a team that's not depending on Luma. Uh, so that's why all these teams that you currently see, see out there are so slow and bloated because they added even more on top of Luma, which was the only it was the only way. Um, and that's why I'm also excited that if we get this alternative distribution and we can package Luma separately, that means if you want to build your own team, just like Huva did, you don't need to depend on Luma. So we could see a lot more innovation even and competition with Huva, Huva perhaps. Um, and also for all the headless, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't even be able to mention all of them currently um, because there's so many already out there. And I think that the, the possibilities of front-ends will only grow. And that's that's a healthy thing for the for the ecosystem. It, it in the end it grows the Magento ecosystem, and we're all one. So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, and I, I just do. I also want to just kind of close. Let's close out the conversation uh, from uh, uh, Jonathan Hussey. the The fact that uh, that there's not going to be any new features in Magento or in Adobe Commerce in the in the core version of it, I think is a little bit incorrect. I think that there will be things that everybody's going to use. It makes a lot of sense to have it in the core version. I think also if the uh, STS version becomes a great success and Adobe starts seeing adoption of a feature that is easily used and easily maintained and, and then is also very quick and is uh, and is um, it, it most likely will be rolled into the core version. So I don't think we won't see features. I think um, I think I think having it clean and let's be honest too, a lot of the features that came into Magento, we're just third party things like dot digital and all the payment gateways. All those things mm -hmm. are just third party extensions that are bundled in with Magento. So we're going to still see some of those. We're not going to see, we'll see some innovations that happen where Adobe says that we'd like to buy this feature and part, make it part of Magento, just like they're doing Adobe payments now as a new one. Uh, so there, there will be some, there will, there will be light innovation, I think in the core, um, but this does give us a great opportunity to grow. And, and I think, I think the launch packages, if we call them that we can have quick launch packages that are ready for, ready to be stood up in a day. I think there's all kinds of great opportunities coming into the future. Mm -hmm. Adobe has expressed that, uh, that interest as well. And I, I fully understand it brings them the best of both worlds. If they stay involved with the SES version, they can take any innovation that happens there that indeed proves to be uh, successful and popular and and complies with their quality uh, standards. They can take that into LTS so they can still benefit from the work that is being done in the community. And to be really honest, most of the innovation always came from the community and a lot of the, the, the features and I remember them um, presenting on stage how exciting it was that the community um, implemented one one click payment after a day after the Amazon um, uh, Amazon um, uh, what's it called <laughs> um, 
uh, the patent expired. So Amazon had a one-click buy uh, patent and it expired. And a day later, the community uh, created a pull request to add it into the core of Magento. Um, and Adobe celebrated that in, their, in one of their first keynotes when they acquired Magento, that that was the power of community. And um, somehow everything got so complicated for them in the process of, of accepting these kind of innovations that it, it doesn't really happen anymore. Um, uh, I'd be curious to see if a pull request like that came up today, how long today it would take for them to accept something like a one-click payment uh, contribution. And uh, the cool thing is with the SDS version, we will be able to merge that if we want to within a day. And Adobe can follow that in the LTS version if they think it's interesting. They can go through all their procedures and test it and test it and test it even more and then integrate it into LTS, but the community can have it the next day with the SDS version. Yeah, and I think you're right. And, and so we, we we only have a few minutes left and we didn't even get to talk about Hoof a lot, but uh, I do want to... We don't always need to talk about Hoof. <laughs> we always have to talk about Hoof because it makes everybody's store that much faster. And I've, I've even said to Vinay, we have to have a conversation. We have to have a regular conversation around stores that are slow and how much improvement of that speed is going to help people's ROI. So there's a commercial value for every merchant to be looking at getting rid of Luma and doing something new. Uh, if it's Hufa or if it's however you do it, they have to increase the speed of their store. We, we can do a next one with the three of us. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. Hufa and me together. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, uh, in, in Finai's conversation, you had some good remarks on, on content and we're, we're really trying to do better in, in uh, informing our, our end customers, the merchants. Uh, it's just as such a crazy amount of work we currently have on our plate. And I have a 90% finished uh, redesign of, of our store. It's technically entirely done. It, it's only on hold right now because I still need to write some content. And uh, <laughs> that content needs to be really good um, because we want to um, inform the merchants better. So uh, that, was, that was grounded feedback that you gave. Good. Yeah. So I, I just want to, like, as we close out, I just want to continue to to, tell, to to say to merchants that Magento is alive and well, that you shouldn't be afraid of open source, that open source is going to be around as long as any other platform is going to be around in the future, right? Magento 2 open source will be around for the next 10 to 15 years. And I think Vinay said it very well. People are still using OS Commerce. I don't is it, I can't say if it's even being used, but I can guarantee there's people using OS Commerce from 2008 when Magento first started, right? So, um, however, it's it's going to be there. It is going to be um, something that is viable, and I think what what you specifically, Willem, and the community have shown is that there is a deep there is a deep love of Magento, and. <laughs> You know, like how, however do you say it, right? There's a deep love of Magento in the community and the community has a passion that is, that is different than any other community. That, that is a passion that is going to keep it alive, that is going to keep innovating on it. And it is all, and it also happens to be owned by a very large company that has a financial stake in keeping it alive. So there are no plans to get rid of Magento open source. Uh, Apache Sling is still available for people to use. 
<laughs> I just want to say that, and that's been around for ten or however many years. And maybe I could, if I could find somebody to interview about Patchy Sling, that is the <laughs> basis of AEM, right? And you can still use it. They did not kill it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I came across a, a Magento one point three store recently. Yeah, fully point... functional, still running. <laughs> yeah, that's when I one point three point. 2.4 was when I really got my teeth wet on Magento, but <laughs> 1.1 was, I think, or something like that when I started writing it, when I started writing extensions, very poorly written extensions, I might add. Um, but uh, yeah, so you're right. 1.3, and I, actually 1.3 was a horrible version that had all the <laughs> entities for your sales order tables. It was terrible. It was very hard, hard to perform. But anyways, we won't go into that. And yeah, I think honestly, Magento's best days are still ahead. Um, we were finally at a state where Magento 2 was fully stable. We don't have to lie awake because we're not sure if the indexers are running correctly and the store is still showing products. That's five years ago. God bless. <laughs> um, and for me, the feeling is really now we have the platform that we wanted to work with all the time and we know it inside and outside i am just getting started enjoying working with this platform and part of that is really in in huva and re reigniting the front end but the back end for me always has been a joy to work with and finally, now I have a tool in my toolbox that I know so well that does exactly what I wanted to do. Now I just want to have a couple of years smooth sailing, just building stuff and not caring about the rudimentary, rudimentary things that, that might be wrong in the core. Um, now I just want to enjoy working with it. And um, yeah, it's exciting. Um, everything that's happening is really exciting. And um, the community is, is, is gigantic. And the amount of people involved with it, financially depending on it, and the amount of money that runs through this ecosystem means that you have so many means and so much interest in keeping this up. You just to make sure, have to make sure that um, people are able to contribute and to build with it and, and it's mostly about enablement. If we make sure that the platform can be contributed to and it becomes easier to install and we can, we can innovate on it, um, we have the, the best soil to build great things. Yeah, good. Yeah, so I, I just want to close out with Magento Association is, uh, is electing a new board, right? And in order... Soon, in order to elect a new board, you're going to have to uh, have a paid, you're going to have to be part of the Magento Association. That just like Drupal, there will be a membership. So I encourage people to go to magentoassociation.org forward slash join. Join today. Right now, there's no, there's no payment involved. But um, you should join and you should have your voice heard on this. Because if you care at all about Magento, and there's hundreds of thousands of developers out there, that still care that they should join the Magento Association at a minimum and let your voice be heard. And I would also say to all the merchants out there, you're using this. You should, merchants should join and it's going to be as little as $12 a year. It's not going to be super expensive. Um, 
people should join the Magento Association and they should figure out that they have a voice in where it's going. The Magento Association, nothing to do with Adobe and Adobe Commerce, but the community and all the things around that, all the events we do and all the things that the, the value that we get from the community itself is is kind of run from the Magento Association now and, and people should join that. They're evolving really quickly. I think there was kind of a lack of purpose for the association for a long time. Even from within, I think it wasn't entirely clear why they were there and what they were supposed to do. With everything that happened over the last year, I think it became very apparent how important the role of such an organization is. Um, and luckily, they are evolving. A lot of improvements happening there. I think that the, the board's elections are an important one. I would actually like to see even more power to the community to elect the board and, and have more say in that. But these are great first steps. And I think um, we're, the community as a whole is going to be helped by what the association can do and will do. Um, and we can only make that the association that we need it to be if we get involved. If we sit back and just watch and see, well, I wonder when it turns into something that helps me, that's the wrong way around. You need to tell them what you need from them, get involved, let them give them the feedback that they need and help them become the association that we all need it to be. And a great first step is get involved with becoming a member because becoming a member means you get a voice. And then you can steer things and things turn into the direction that you want it to. Exactly. Well said. Thank you. William Thank you. Wigman, uh, uh, owner and co-founder of Hufa, partner, principal, all those fun things. And <laughs> Uber, Uber um, Magento um, uh, active, activist. It's a good word. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. Greenpeace. Magento peace. Yeah, Magento. Thank you. Ciao. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce. New shows out every week.